You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Big fight feel, Brain. This is big fight feel. The people are fired up. To see your Miami Dolphins take on the Kansas City Chiefs. It's been a lot of fun this week on, on Twitter. People are are really fired up. And then when the Patriots got manhandled by the Rams on Thursday night, that got people even more excited because, you know, there are a few things that Dolphins fans love more than watching the Patriots lose. And even though the Patriots are not this year are not the Patriots of old, it's still fun to watch the Patriots lose, especially because of the fact that they've been sort of hanging around. They've sort of as much as like some people were ready to write the obituary, uh, you know, five weeks ago for the New England Patriots, they've been hanging around. And so to see them on the back of a 45 uh beatdown of the Los Angeles Chargers, go back into that same building and get pretty much shut down completely and just look totally feeble and useless against a Rams team that we beat, mind you, uh, was was a lot of fun. So Dolphins Twitter going crazy. And this is it, right? This is, these are the the kind of game that we're going to have on Sunday. This is the kind of game that you want to have when you're the fan of a football team, right? When you've got national attention, when you've got Jim Nance and Tony Romo in the booth uh, for a game that's going to half the country, uh, on Sunday afternoon, it's a, it's a big game. It's got the big fight feel, and I'm pretty fired up for some football on Sunday, Brain. Yeah, and look, hopefully we won't get fights this week. I think we had enough of that last week. Uh, we don't need this to be a big fight, but it is certainly a big game feel, and this is what we've been waiting for and hoping for all season long, that we would get to this moment where we would take care of business in that softer middle portion of the schedule, that we would get to these last four games with a chance to play ourselves into the playoffs. And here we are, and it starts with the Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And as for this whole Patriots thing, look, we'll get into more of this next week once we get through the Chiefs game. But the Dolphins are essentially, because the Patriots lost that game, look, they're still not mathematically eliminated. But the Miami Dolphins are going to have the opportunity to put the nail in the coffin 
of the New England Patriots next week. And oh. that's pretty exciting. Yeah. But before we get to that, first we got to take care of business against the defending Super Bowl champions. And we're going to get into all of this game and what it means and how, you know, how do we game plan and, you know, how do we match up against this juggernaut of the, of the Kansas City Chiefs. But it's exciting to be here in this spot where you have a measuring stick game where you're not trying, you're not going at it where you're saying, well, we have no chance or it would take a massive upset. You feel like you have a legitimate opportunity and you're legitimately curious to see how the Dolphins match up against this team because you don't feel like hopeless going into it. And that's, it's exciting. Yeah, I, I would say you're you're absolutely right. It is definitely a measuring stick game because I would say that I would say even probably the most optimistic Miami Dolphin fan probably not going into this one expecting the Dolphins to win. They could be hoping that the Dolphins win and believing that the Dolphins could win. And and we're going to get into it. And I think you're going to hear from both of us over the course of this episode that we believe that the Dolphins have an opportunity to win this game. And it's certainly not beyond the realm of possibility that they could win this game. But expecting to win, maybe not. But the, the thing about this game and what an amazing opportunity it is for the Dolphins is it is an opportunity for us to see this team up against one of the clear elite teams in the National Football League. One of the teams that I mean they won the Super Bowl last year. They are, you know, they everybody has basically been saying that the conventional wisdom all season has been that even though the Steelers have been undefeated before losing that game to Washington that that being the case the Chiefs were still the best team in the AFC. And now the Chiefs are coming into our house and we are going to get an opportunity to see our team up against the elite of the NFL. And we're going to find out whether or not our team can hang because there will always be people out there that are going to tell you that, well, the Dolphins haven't played a, a terrific schedule. And, you know, looks at, we, we lost the game to the Seahawks, but we, we won those other games against all of the NFC West teams that I don't know that anybody necessarily expected us to win. I don't know that anybody expected us to beat San Francisco or the Rams or the Cardinals even. And it didn't even take us until the last the, the the Hail Mary to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, we got a little bit of help from some stupid coaching and a missed kick. But regardless, we won the game, right? And so we, we match up okay with some of those teams. And, you know, people will point to, well, what about that Buffalo game where you got blown out of the water? And I'll say, well, you can't hold that game up as an example because we were missing Byron Jones for the entire game. And we had a rookie cornerback in there who was getting roasted by, by Stefan Diggs. We'll get to Buffalo in week 17. And I'm pretty sure that that game is going to have a lot riding on it. The fact yeah. of the matter is this is an opportunity for the Miami dolphins to go into a game against one of the elite teams in the NFL and really see what we're made of and see how we match up alongside of them. And we're going to get into what the Dolphins need to do on both sides of the ball in just a moment. But I, I just, it's a message to all Miami Dolphin fans, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this from, take this moment, enjoy it, savor it. We haven't had too many of these opportunities where you've had a game that this big, where it was this exciting, where everybody was so fired up for it. 
Um, and now it's here and now we have this opportunity. And what we're all hoping is that this is the first of many of these types of games. We're hoping that every year we've got key matchups in December. You know, we obviously you'd love to get to a point where you, the, you know, and we're in kind of in that point right now where if the Dolphins lose this game, it's not the end of the world because you weren't really expecting to win it. You're still in the midst of things. It's going to make it tough. You got to win two of the last three. But, you know, this is a great opportunity and let's just enjoy it. And let's go out there and let's see what happens on Sunday and see if we can't uh, see if we can't make the upset happen on Sunday. But before we get into this game any further, a reminder to everybody, if you're not doing so already, to make sure that you are following us on Twitter. I am at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. That's at Aaron the Brain. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. Give us a like over there. We've had some more of you doing that this week, which we appreciate. Thank you very much. And uh, you can also go to Apple Podcast to download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We really do t- appreciate you taking a few moments to uh, give us a five-star rating and leave us a positive review. It helps other people find the show. We appreciate that. We're on all the other podcast uh, platforms as well. So if there's one that you're looking for us on and we're not there yet, drop us a line. We're all happy to see what we can do to get onto that platform for you. And finally, make sure you're visiting DolphinsTalk.com each and every day. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins, the place for all of the latest Miami Dolphins news and information. Lots of other podcasts up there as well, including the DolphinsTalk.com podcast, which today, Brain, and I don't know if you even know this, but Mike did an episode today with our old friend, David Behrman. Now oh the my uh, goodness. That's right. The uh he is I believe the uh, editor in chief for the betting section of espn.com. So uh yeah, I, I have actually not yet listened to the episode, but I understand that it happened today. So you want to make sure we you you check that out the Dolphins Talk podcast with Mike and David Behrman of ESPN. How about that, Brain? The Behrman. West West Pembroke Pines represent Oh, yeah. All over the place. West Pembroke Pines is is making themselves heard on the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Let's get into this game, Brain. Let's get into it because I actually think the Dolphins happen to match up well against the Chiefs, at least in as much as what the Chiefs do well, the Dolphins happen to defend well. And, you know, there's some interesting, uh, if you if you look back on previous matchups between the Chiefs and the Patriots, when Brian Flores was a defensive coach over there, you saw the Patriots figure some things out to slow down the attack. And one of the key things that they did was that they, they didn't put Stephon Gilmore on Tyreek Hill. They put uh, one of their other corners on Hill, and they had... They gave him safety help over the top, and then they had, you know, they they had Gilmore take somebody else out of the game. And I wonder if we're not going to see something like that. If we're going to see Byron Jones and Bobby McCain, you know, working together to sort of slow down Tyreek Hill and letting Xavier and Howard and, you know, sort of work with Eric Rowe and trying to slow down the attack of Travis Kelsey. They've just got so many weapons. They've also got, on top of all of those weapons, they've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who, listen, this is not a team that really runs the ball that much, but they do have weapons in the backfield between Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell, 
who, uh, you know, really gets involved in the passing attack out of the backfield. And then on top of all of that, they've got Patrick Mahomes, who is just deadly. He gets out of the pocket. He can run. He can cause chaos. And he does really well against, uh, you know, the cover zero stuff that the Dolphins are, you know, want to do. So the question is, how do the Dolphins slow down this Kansas City attack? So it's, it, look, it's a great question. And I'm sure every single team in the, in the NFL wishes that they had the answer to that. Because look, it, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs, first and foremost, it's a personnel thing. You've got the best, arguably the best quarterback in the league, certainly an elite quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And you have, just an embarrassment of riches at the skill positions uh, between Watkins and Tyree Kill and Travis uh, Kelsey and, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell and Edwards Alaire. And I'm missing another one. Uh, I'm missing uh, a couple of receivers uh, that that I'm not mentioning, that I'm failing to mention in this. Wait, but you, it's got, just, you got Hardman, you've got... Hardman and what is it... Uh, Robinson Robinson yeah yeah yeah. uh just just weapons all over the field and and it's not just the personnel you also have one of the greatest offensive minds in NFL history as the head coach in Andy Reid uh so and so you have in this extensive playbook that you have to prepare for and no matter how you defend them they have plays to go around it and they have the players to execute those plays so you, you almost have to play perfect just to just to contain them and it's really a matter of you've got to keep them off balance they can't know what you're doing because if they know what you're doing they have the weapons to exploit it. So it, it it's really going to be a chess match for Brian Flores and for Josh Boyer to try to stay one step ahead. Uh, obviously, anytime you can get ahead of the sticks and, and put them in a bad down and distance, uh, first downs and first and second down are, are huge downs every week, but particularly against an offense this good, what you want to do is you want to get any offense into a, a zone where they're, they're predictable, where you can kind of, you know, you know what they're going to do to some extent. And the only way you can do that against this team is if you put them in those third and long situations, which is way easier said than done because they're so good on first and second down. Um, I think that, yes, the Dolphins have a lot of things going for them defensively uh, that, that you know, make them capable of containing an offense like the Chiefs. We can get, off, we can get after the passer. That's good. That's always, you know, a, an equalizer. Uh, we've got two really, really good corners on the outside that if, on a given play or two or, or you know, whatever you want to do it, you had to match them up one-on-one against Tyreek Hill. You feel like they could hold their own there. You've got a safety in Bobby McCain uh, playing in the, you know, the deep center field role, pl- covering that deep third of the field, doing it at, an, at a really high level all season long. So you can... 
you you would hope that you can then keep this keep the the Chiefs from getting those big chunk plays down the field and force them to have to have these long drives instead of scoring super quickly. You've got Eric Rowe who has been a phenomenal safety in covering tight ends. And you're going up against arguably the best tight end of the league. Well, we said a lot about George Kittle earlier in the season about how what a test for for Eric Rowe to have to go up against George Kittle. And he did a damn good job against George Kittle. And, uh, you know, Eric Kel- or you know, Kelsey is is just as good, if not better than than Kittle, but they're very similar. So I think you you should feel confident that Eric Rowe is going to have uh you know a chance to to contain uh Kelsey. And so in a lot of ways I think there's there's opportunities there for this defense to do a good job. The problem is is that the Chiefs can also run the ball. They're also they're also tenth in the league uh, in yards per carry, and I think when you're going up against a team with this many weapons, you may have to play some two deep or even some three deep coverage at times against Kansas City, and I, that's not something the Dolphins have done a ton of this year. Frankly, because they don't have the personnel to do it. Because as good as Bobby McCain has been deep in coverage, it is not the strength of Brandon Jones. It is not the strength of Eric Rowe. And I don't think that it is the strength, particularly, of Jamal Perry. So the Dolphins tend to stick with the either the zero coverage with no safety over the top or the single high look. And if we're doing the single high look, then... You're, you're doing one of two things. You're either telling Bobby McCain to cover that deep center field or you're rolling him over to that side where Tyree Kill is, which then leaves the other side, the other boundary corner or potentially the slot corner on an island against a really good receiver. Uh, so it's a matter of picking your poison. I think it's a matter of trying to keep the Chiefs off balance. I think if you have any chance of winning this game defensively, you cannot allow the Chiefs to get off with the big with with big plays, and you can't allow their them to beat you on the ground. Because if you if you if they get their ground game going, then I I think we're done. Uh, yeah, if we can't stop the run against the Chiefs, then. And we, and we have to put an extra safety in the box to stop the run, then good luck. Good luck defending the, their weapons in the passing game if you, if you have to commit an extra safety, uh, to stopping the run. So it's going to be a challenge. I think we, we have, we are built to do it. I think we may be a piece or two short to be really built to do it, but I think we can do a good enough job. Uh, but we're going to need to make plays. You're going to need, you know, uh, it, it, this is the kind of game where, look, you're an underdog. You're going to want to force a couple of turnovers. You're going to need, you know, maybe a lucky break or maybe a great play or two. Um, and then also, you're going to need to do a good job. You're going to need to not give up the big plays. And then when the Chiefs do get into the red zone, you're going to need to force them to kick some field goals. And not allow them to score touchdowns every time they get into the red zone. The way that I look at this game, as far as playing the Chiefs, uh, 
And I know I'm going off, it's been a pretty long rant already, so I promise I'm going to cut cut it off after this, is that you want to try to keep the Chiefs to no more than 10 possessions over the course of the game. Ideally, you can keep them to four possessions a half, but four to five possessions a half. If you can keep them to 10 possessions and you can come away and you can stop them without points on half of them, and field goals on two of them. Now you're looking at 27 points. That's doable. Even if they score on six of them, if you can keep them to three field goals and three touchdowns, you can keep them to 30 points. That's doable. But if you give up much more than that, I just don't know that the Dolphins' offense can keep up with them. Yeah, and we're going to talk about how that that works with the Dolphins offense here in just a minute. But that is an important key when you're going up against Kansas City. The fact is that in games where they have Patrick Mahomes and a full complement of receivers and running backs, they are not often held below 24 points. Uh, You know, most of the time, you, you know, you're going to need to score 30 points to beat them. I mean, look at look at what happened with the Raiders this year. The Raiders needed to score 32 points to defeat Kansas City this year. So it's it's going to take a lot of work from the offense, but the defense is going to need to do their part too to make sure that 30 doesn't turn into 50. And, you know, obviously if there's ways to, to hold them down uh, to even fewer than that, then fantastic. And we found out uh, today, as we record on Friday evening, that the Dolphins got a little bit of a boost in that a Landon Roberts was at practice today which is incredible because I thought we were not going to see him for a while based on the looks of his injury but Alandon Roberts is apparently a beast and he was at practice so maybe he'll be good enough to go he's questionable for the game on Sunday if he can go that is going to be a huge boost for the Dolphins uh, because they're going to need him in in helping to shut down that Kansas City running attack as far as the other side of the ball well we're going to talk about that in just a moment But first, we got to talk about the other side of your balls. And we got to make sure that the other side of your balls are taken care of. And the way to take care of those balls is to head to manscaped.com and grab yourself a lawnmower 3.0, get yourself some ball toner, ball deodorant, and, you know, treat yourself and take care of yourself. The number one men's below the belt grooming company in the world. They're now shipping to Canada and Europe and Australia. So you can get yourself taken care of down under, down under. So you want to head to manscape.com. You want to make your purchase. And then you want to enter promo code dolphins talk. You're going to save 20% off of your order. You're going to get free shipping to wherever you are, wherever you are in the world. So if you're if you're down under, use that promo code Dolphins Talk. You're going to save 20% off your order, and they're going to ship it to you all the way in Australia for free. If you're somewhere in Europe, same thing, right? So make sure you head over there to manscaped.com. And listen, these are good products, you know? It, it's good stuff. It, like... I wouldn't be we wouldn't be pushing this on you if we didn't believe in the products. They 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 sent us some of these products so that we can use them. I've used them. They are good products. I, in fact, uh, that that the ball toner and deodorant is really good stuff. It smells really good, uh, and you know the clippers are really good. The lawnmower 3.0. It's got the plastic blade on it, so it's not you know it's not too rough around the edges, so to speak. And uh, you know you're not you're not gonna get a little prick on your prick. 
as you know, because brain, we know that's a bad situation. You don't want that to happen. Yeah, you you definitely don't want to be pricking your prick and you definitely want to take care of both sides of your balls. Absolutely. So make sure you head on over to manscaped.com. Put the items in the cart at checkout. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk. You're going to save 20% off of your order and they're going to ship you those products for free and you will make sure that you are good to go for the holiday season and your balls will thank you. Now on the offensive side of the ball, the Miami Dolphins are going to have some work to do to keep up with the Chiefs. Now it's interesting, Brain. I read a really interesting piece uh, on The Athletic this week, and it was basically talking about the idea that keeping the ball away from the Chiefs and controlling the time of possession is the way to win the game against the Chiefs. And they and they looked at a couple of different examples where teams had like 35 minutes or more possession time against the Chiefs and still lost the game because the problem with the Chiefs are that they are such a quick strike offense and they can score very, very quickly. So it doesn't matter how little time they have with the ball because they could score super fast. So really what the key is to defeating the Chiefs, and it's going to sound absurd and it's going to sound simple, but the key ultimately is converting and finishing your drives. If you can get the ball across the 50-yard line, I think you gotta, you've got to start thinking about you know, using all of those downs to make sure that you can keep the ball moving and so that you can try to get into the end zone as much as possible because this is a Dolphins team that is just, frankly, doesn't have the weapons to keep up in a shootout type of game with Kansas City. They are not a sort of, I mean, we've seen them do this sort of ball control thing, but it's not really their specialty. I mean, you get a lot of Tua dinks and dunks over the middle, and that that's all fine and good. But the biggest key is you just got to keep going. You got to keep going. And I think, you know, we talked about how last week the, the Dolphins ended up in some sort of short yardage situations on fourth down deep in the red zone and, and you know, got conservative with their play calling and ended up kicking field goals instead of maybe going forward on fourth downs. And I think this is a game where the Dolphins might need to explore the opposite approach and figuring out ways to go for it on fourth down because field goals are just quite simply not going to be enough to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are very good at defending the pass, but they are weak when it comes to defending the run. Problem for the Dolphins is they have not been great running the ball. So they're going to have to find a way to make some room for Miles Gaskin in this game to get that ground game going. But they can't, they also, this is the tricky part, they can't commit to the run at the expense of moving the ball because if the Dolphins decide that they want to take the first three drives, three three drives of this game to try to establish the run and you've got, you know, three, four, five play drives unless the defense is really up to the challenge here in this game, the Dolphins might find themselves out of the game before they have an opportunity to really get the ground game going. So to me, the key is getting the ground game going early and letting, you know, and hopefully finding a way to get the ball into the end zone. I mean, yeah, you know, to, not to simplify things to the greatest degree, <laughs> but, you know. 
Look, it's a, it's a simple game when you really break it down. Uh, you know, the same way the, the object of the game is going to be to try to limit the amount of times that the Chiefs get, get on the scoreboard and the amount of times that you allow the Chiefs to get in the end zone. Uh, the same is going to be true for the Dolphins. Can I give you my true it? analysis, Brain? Can I give you my true analysis of how the Dolphins win this game? They just have to, at the end of the day, they need to score more points than the Chiefs. And if well, they that's do that, absolutely it. if they do that, they will win this game. A hundred percent. If they score more points than the Chiefs, they will win this game. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Uh, yeah. The, the, obviously, that's what we've got to do. The question is, how do we get there? And I think you cannot play this game, you know, based off of, you know, trying to trying to figure out, you know, ways to attack. I mean, look, obviously, you've got to attack the other team's weakness. You have to consider your opponent when creating your game plan. But you have to understand who you are as a team. The Dolphins suck at running the football. It's just what it's just true right I, now. I, I love we, that you're not mincing words. It's just this we, is the bottom line. We're we terrible at, at it. We, we uh, suck uh, at the look, run. We we did it. We're getting better, but we still suck. That, that it is what it is. And so, if the game plan for this game is we need to establish the run then it, it's in all likelihood it's going to be a failure because in all it because it's been a failure the vast majority of the time all season long and so if we're we're in we're coming into week 14 the 13th game of the season if you haven't been able to run the ball at this point you should not expect to somehow magically be able to run the ball effectively, consistently coming into this game, no matter who the opponent is, because we've gone up against good run defenses and we've gone up against bad run defenses, and it still hasn't really made a big difference. We're not a good running team. The thing that we have is a quarterback who we spent a top five pick on, who we have seen glimpses can get into a rhythm and make some wow throws. If the Dolphins are going to have any chance at winning this game, they're not going to win this game ugly by mucking it up and hoping that we can rely on our defense and special teams to keep the the Chiefs under 20 points and try to win this game 20 to 19. It's not going to happen. No matter how good the defense and the special teams play in this game, it's almost assured that the Chiefs are going to score somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 to 30 points, at least. And so the offense needs to put points on the board, and they need to go to their strengths. And this is a better Dolphins offense when they're throwing the football. And that's not to say that they need to abandon the run. There obviously needs to be balance. But the Dolphins need to do what they do best. And that is they need to let Tua throw the ball. And this is just going to be one of those times, you know, you know, come this point next year, the hope is that we're comp- that we're competing for a championship at this time next year and the only way we're going to be doing that is if we have 
a really good quarterback that we feel confident in going into a playoff stretch and taking us to that next level. Well, at this point in the season, and I know Tua hasn't been the starter all year, but he started enough games and we've had enough moments against good defenses and in and in tight games where you've got to feel confident that you can that that Tua can carry you a little bit. If you're not confident, then this goes back to that whole same old argument that we had a couple of weeks ago about should he even be the starting quarterback at this point because you know, if you're not confident that that you can build the offense around him or that he can carry your offense, then then he shouldn't be the starting quarterback. But they've said that he's the guy. He's shown glimpses the Arizona game in times last week and in other times a drive here or there in other games, he has shown those instances where you're like, oh yeah, I I see it. I see the guy that they drafted out of Alabama. I see this, the ceiling. You're going to need a high ceiling in this game. You're, you're going to need it. And, and so you can't come out there and be conservative in this game. You got to go for the jugular. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you go down swinging. You, you certainly don't want to come out of this game uh, feeling like, you lost it because you you didn't you weren't aggressive enough. You want to come out of this game because you got beat by the other team soundly, not because you you ran the ball too much or you played too conservative. You want to live and die with your with your best players, and at this point, your starting quarterback's got to be one of your best players if yeah if you want to have any chance of being a really good team in this league. So I, I think we got to do that. First and foremost. Secondly, look, just because a certain strategy hasn't necessarily proven to win most of the time against the Kansas City Chiefs does not mean that it is the wrong strategy. Because the fact is, there aren't many strategies that have worked against the Kansas City Chiefs over the last couple of years. A very They're fair really, point. really good. They're difficult to beat. And it doesn't really matter how you go about it. Uh, it it's going to be difficult. That said, if, if you're going to try to go up-tempo against them and make this a game where you're, you're not trying to control the clock and you're going to give the Chiefs more possessions then you're giving the team with one of the best offenses in NFL history uh, more opportunities to put points on the board. And that's just not a good strategy. You want to limit their their uh, possessions. And that by limiting their possessions, you're limiting their opportunities to score and you're maximizing every single stop that you get because a couple of stops might be the difference in the entire game. Uh, that said, you still have to make the most of your opportunities because you could hold the Chiefs to 30 points, but if you only score 20, you still lost by 10. So you're still going to need to score in the red zone. The red zone is going to be huge on both sides. Uh, look, at the same time, if the chunk play is there to be made, you got to make it. But uh, I think two things here uh, when it comes to the offense, obviously... Red zone, obviously, uh, look, 
Miami's got an advantage of when you get to the other side of the 50, you've got Jason Sanders. And so for a lot of teams who have drives stall out between the 30 and 40 yard line and feel like they don't really have faith in their kicker, so they've got to go for it in that opportunity, in that situation against the Chiefs. For the Dolphins, you got to feel pretty confident that you can get three points on the board in that situation. And a field goal isn't the absolute worst thing in the world. On the other hand, you've got to straddle that line because field position is also going to be important in this game. And you might have a situation where you've got a fourth down and you're right around that area between the 35 and 40 yard line where you've got to make that decision. How do I feel about a field goal here or can Matt Hawk and our outstanding special teams unit pin the Chiefs down inside the 10 yard line? And can our defense then play complementary football and hold the Chiefs? Because it's going to be a lot easier to keep the Chiefs off the board and keep them from quick scores if you pin them inside their 10 and 15 yard line all game, as opposed to if you're going for it, you know, from your four, from their 40 and you don't get it. And now they've got a short field. So there, all of these op, all of these situations are going to come into play. I'm excited to see how Brian Flores attacks it. At the end of the day, though, it's going to come down to execution. It's going to come down to can the Dolphins convert on third downs to keep drives going? Uh, and, when they get into the red zone, can they cash in and make the most of their opportunities? Yeah, it's going to be about situational football. We're going to have those, and that's a key thing in these in these games. It ends up coming down to situational football and how do the, how do your how does the team respond in those big moments in big games? And I think we're going to see a lot of that today, and you know, or, or rather on Sunday. And we know that there's a lot of talent that the Dolphins have, but it's also a lot of young talent. And this is going to be a big, big moment for them. Of course, uh, I read an article in the Herald this week where they were talking about how when Flores and Greer were building this team, they built a team with a lot of sort of championship uh, plaudits, you know, under their belts, whether it's guys that have played in huge college football games or guys who have played in Super Bowls and have won Super Bowls uh, in the in the NFL so there are, there are guys with big experience, and so while they might be young, they've got experience playing in big games, and this is going to be another test for them up against one of the very best teams in the National Football League in the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm excited. I am, I am, I am jacked up for this game, Brian. I am really fired up, and you know what? So is Dolphins Twitter. Each week, Brian, I, I throw out, as you know, uh, the request for everybody to send us their hashtag one hot take for the upcoming game. And this week I decided, you know what? I want to do something a little bit different because I felt like in a game against the chiefs that the hot take might simply be that dolphins will win, you know? And I wanted to, I wanted to mix it up a little bit this week. So rather than doing, rather than putting out a call for everybody to send in their hashtag one hot tape, I did a fill in the blank this week on Twitter and, and the fill in the blank was this. I asked people, I said, fill in the blank. If the Dolphins beat the Chiefs, blank. And there's a lot of, we got a lot of responses and, and a lot of fun ones here. And it tells you how excited people are. And also at the same time, how most of them, a lot of people are, uh, you know, not expecting the Dolphins to win, but we'll be very excited if we do. Uh, 
I'm not going to mention the guy on Twitter who said that he was going to do something pretty not safe for work if the Dolphins won. Uh, if you search long enough on Twitter, you will find it. I'm not going to mention it on this show. We're going to try to keep it a little bit clean, although we already did the Manscaped ad. But I'm not going to mention this particular one. But a lot of good stuff here, and uh, I'll get into some of them here. Uh, let's see. At KellyX84 says, I'd be shocked. And that is followed up by Bob D. Stites, who says, I'd be shocked and jacked up if the Dolphins win. Uh, Stacey Armantrout says, they will still need more wins to make the playoffs. Uh, uh, T. Walsh Tim says, then we can win the division. It's true. Puts us in a good shape. Uh, let's see. Uh, add JD Ryan 5000 says anything is possible. If the Dolphins beat the Chiefs, anything is possible. How about here we go? At JPF Scout says people will still complain. <laughs> this it's true. That is true. A hundred percent true. Uh, at K Songs 29 says I'm putting a thousand dollars on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. He doesn't mention which year he's doing that on, so. We'll see. Uh, at Brian Burns, he says, I'll dance a jig and lose my mind. Uh, at Tej Geo says, we have a legit chance of taking the division. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let's see. Um, at Arkatias says, we are going to grab that fifth seed from Cleveland by season's end. Certainly a realistic possibility. Uh, at Carlitos XFC says, I'll shave my hair. Uh, you know, but he doesn't include a picture of what he looks like now. So I don't know, you know, we don't know what he looks like. So we don't know how much hair he has, uh, at unholy chompers. Great, great handle says I may need new underwear. Possibly correct. You, you might, you might, uh, let's see. Uh, here we go at ASNF six, one, nine, three in nine months, hospitals will be welcoming a lot of babies. That's a good one. Um, at Dolphins, Melody says, if the Dolphins beat the Chiefs, they will be 9-4. and four. Quite a few. Quite a few uh, smarty pants people out there on Twitter said uh, they will be 9-4. and four. It, It's true. Um, let's see here. Um, at Jay Forcella says, I'll be impressed. At Finn's Fly Guy says, I'm calling in sick on Monday. The Dolphins beat the Chiefs. I mean, it's going to be time to celebrate for a lot of people. They're going to go crazy here. Uh, at H uh, at High underscore Times two four seven says we go into the ship. Um, JD Finns fan says the Super Bowl is as good as ours. Dolphin Kev says I will faint from disbelief. Uh, R. Hilbert 1187 says he will poop his pants. And finally, Bookum Tim Dano is the first of many, many people who tweeted us the gif from uh, with, with uh, Will Farrell saying, We're going streaking. So people are pretty, pretty fired. Oh, here's one. JamDav46 says Chargers fans will still find a way to say Herbert is better. <laughs> I mean, listen, he uh, 
It looked pretty bad against the Patriots last week, but you know, hey, that's neither here. We've nor got there. years to make that argument. Yeah, and that's going to be an argument that's going to be made for for a long time to come, hopefully. But anyway, people are very, very fired up about the Dolphins and the Chiefs, and if the Dolphins can somehow get this win on Sunday, it's going to be a wild, wild time, and we're going to get a big reaction from Dolphins, the Dolphins nation, really everywhere. Right? Dolphins fans, everybody are going to be. Losing their minds, I imagine. But Brain, it's time for us to make our predictions for this game. So let's get into it. How do you see this one going on Sunday when Patrick Mahomes and the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs come into Hard Rock Stadium to take on our Miami Dolphins? I'm going to preface this by just saying, no matter what happens... In this game, no matter what the result is, and I know this is unrealistic to 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 expect this, but no matter what happens, you can't overreact either way. The Dolphins can win this game to go to nine and four, and that does not mean that they are championship level good. They're they're still very flawed, no matter what happens in this game. The Dolphins could get blown out in this game and lose by 30 or more points. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not a playoff team. Uh, This is a one-game sample, but this is a big game for both teams. And it's an opportunity to to kind of find out where you're at in a game of this caliber. So you'd you'd really like. And it, you know, let's be honest, this is a four-game playoff. So no matter what happens in this game, you've got a big test next week. You've got a big game the, the week after that, and you likely have a big game in week 17. Can so, I just interject real quick? Yeah. I feel like the idea of asking Dolphins fans not to overreact is pretty pointless. I, I think the idea of asking any NFL franchise's fans to to not overreact is, is you know, is futile. But but yes, especially Dolphins fans and especially... I love you, Dolphins if, fans. I love you. I am one of you. I am part of you. But, you know, we, this is what we do. We overreact. We get it. We're, well, look, we're very look, emotional look, people, Dolphins fans. We've been, look, the we've fact been through is, the mud for a long time. The fact is that short of losing a close game here, there's going to be a very, very visceral reaction to what happens. 100%. If we win, we haven't had a, a situation like this where we felt this good late in the season, probably since that 2002 season when we beat the Raiders and were... Uh, the number one seed in the Easter or in the AFC going into the last uh, two weeks of the season uh, before losing the last two games and then and missing the playoffs entirely. And if we lose and get blown out, look, we're called the same old Dolphins show for a reason. It would be very reminiscent of a couple years ago when we got really excited uh, going uh, into a game against the Ravens and then lost by, you know, I think 47 nothing on national TV. So short of a cl- anything except for a close loss, we're probably going to get a really ridiculous reaction. But... I'm going to preface my prediction by saying no matter what happens, we probably should not overreact regardless of whether that is 
conceivable or not. Don't now, call as for, for what Tua. I think don't it, call for Tua to be benched because he ha- if he happens a bad game against the Chiefs on Sunday. Let's not, let's, let's all pump the brake. It's not it, just because the Dolphins, you know, have a bad game on Sunday doesn't mean that it's time to put Tua on the bench and bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick for the last three games so that we can make the play. That's not what this is about. It's not what this is about. All right, Brandon. I wasn't even going there, but you're you're bringing you're bringing us back into the quarterback controversy. I con- listen. I have spent how many years? This is uh, it's 2020, so I spent 12 years on Dolphins Twitter. Now I this is how it works. This is what happens. Right. Well, but let's uh, let's let's put all that aside. Give us your prediction for this game. All right. So I think uh, the Dolphins defense is going to come out with a great game plan. And I think that we're going to set the tone. I, you know, I don't know that we're going to completely shut down the Chiefs on their first three possessions or anything, but I think the Dolphins defense is going to do a serviceable job to start this game defensively. And they're going to get, put us in a position where we, we have an opportunity to be in this game. And the onus is going to be on the other side of the football. It's going to be on the Dolphins offense to, uh, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that they have, keep, you know, put some drives together and put some points on the board to to take the pressure off of the defense a little bit. I have concerns about it. I don't know that the Dolphins, I I don't know that I trust the Dolphins offense at this point to do that. Uh, We haven't seen the Dolphins do that. Uh, Really, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think the last time the Dolphins really came out and early in the game just you know went down and 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 took advantage and took control of the game with their offense. Uh, I mean, you'd have you'd probably have to go back to to what the 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 San Francisco game, no, San Francisco. the Jacksonville game San, early San earlier in the season. No, because, I'd say San Francisco. Yeah, because even those even that Rams game. That was really mostly the defense and the special teams that that really got that the uh, the points on the board uh, that that allowed the Dolphins to build a, a big lead. The Dolphins really haven't done that since really early in the season, and so and we haven't really seen it with Tua at all. So I I've got concerns there as far as the Dolphins' offense being able to start fast. So. I think we're looking at a surprisingly low scoring start to this game. And unfortunately, with that said, I think at some point Kansas City's going to break out. If we, if the Dolphins don't put pressure on them, uh, and build a lead in this game, at, at some point Kansas City's going to get something going. And, uh, I think the Dolphins are going to end up playing from behind in this game, but I think you're going to see a Dolphins team that is extremely competitive, that uh, is is going to hang in there and not just get their their doors blown in, and then I think we're going to see a test where the backs our backs are to the wall. Maybe we're down a couple of possessions in the second half of this game, and I think two is going to respond. I think the offense is going to respond. I think the defense is going to give us some opportunities. I just think. That we're going to fall a little bit short. I think 
I don't think that we are as a team where we need to be to truly compete with a t- with this Kansas City team so long as this Kansas City team is playing near their you know their caliber uh and Coming to this point of the season, with the Steelers just losing their first game of the season, can't in a year where for the first time ever there is only one bye, one team gets a bye, so you get a home field advantage and one bye. The number one seed in the conference has never been more important than it is this season, and will be you know in the future as long as we're in this format. I believe the Kansas City has a ton to play for and is going to come in highly motivated. Miami, they're not going to come in sleepwalking into this game because they've been playing close football games for the past month and the Dolphins have won seven of their eight, their last eight games. The, my, the, the Chiefs are not going to sleep on this team. Uh, and so I'm going to say that in spite of the fact that we're going to hang in there and we're going to make this thing competitive, I don't think we're going to get enough from the offense. And I've got the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game 30 to 20. Pretty good prediction, Brain. I'm, I have to say, I'm probably in a similar ballpark to where you are with this one. I actually think the Dolphins are going to come out and be pretty strong defensively early on and and but I, I also think they're going to find ways to put points on the board early and maybe get out to a little bit of a lead early but I think it's a situation where they're going to fail to put the ball in the end zone a couple of times so perhaps they get out to something like a 10 nothing or 13 to 3 kind of lead where they're playing pretty well defensively and the offense is clicking a little bit but they're not quite doing enough to finish drives and we're getting to late in the second quarter and you know while the dolphins have sort of managed to keep things quiet they've done a little bit of the bend but not break thing defensively the offense hasn't really clicked yet and then either late in the second quarter or early in the second half the chiefs are going to start to get it going offensively and they're going to come from behind and end up coming into a lead and and ultimately winning the game that way and you know sort of like you i just don't know that this Dolphins team has got the firepower to be able to keep up with the Chiefs, nor do I think that they can do enough to shut down Kansas City's defense for the for the entirety of the afternoon. I think there will be some times. I think you might get some three and outs and some short drives, but ultimately I think Kansas City is going to eventually be able to start getting some chunk plays on the ground from us because I think we're our focus is going to probably end up being on, on, on stopping that aerial attack. And then on top of all of that, you've got Patrick Mahomes, who is a quarterback who is very, very difficult to contain, who can get out into the outside and he can run. And he's going to take advantage of those opportunities. And, you know, I think that we're going to be looking at situations where the Dolphins might do a really good job on first and second down and, and hold the Chiefs into something like a third and eight or a third and longer than 10. And they're going to be doing a really great job on coverage. And Patrick Mahomes is going to find himself a seam and just run for 13 yards and get himself you know, a first down that way. I, 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 that's just, I think that's something that we're going to be dealing with. And ultimately I think, you know, they're going to find their ways to score and we're going to have a hard time keeping up. So I, I see this game ending with a final score of something similar to what you're looking at. Probably 
Probably Kansas City wins this one like 31-18, something like that, um, in that ballpark where you, maybe you get the Dolphins get a touchdown. Maybe 31-19. Uh, Dolphins, you know, chasing some points maybe late in the end, you know, going for two-point conversions, things like that. Um, so, I, again, I don't think the Dolphins are going to win, but I think they're going to put in a showing that is strong enough to make us go, okay, we hung in there. We didn't We didn't win this game, but we, we did enough to prove that we can hang, and we're still missing a couple of pieces, like you said. Like, this team is not there yet. We're missing, uh, you know, we're, we need to upgrade our offensive skill positions, and we need a couple of pieces still on defense, and we're going to we're in a position where we're going to be able to address a lot of those things in the off season and i i also think we're going to probably see quite a few matchups between these teams in the years to come and this might be the least the dolphins are equipped to deal with this Kansas City team and it's still a a, a team that i think we're we match up okay against so ultimately what it's going to come down to is can the dolphins win this game yes they absolutely can but they have zero margin forever for error look at those games against cincinnati and the jets and how sloppy this team was on offense uh that room for error is gone the dolphins don't have that kind of margin for error in a game against Kansas City where they're going to need to score a lot of points so in order for the Dolphins to win they're going to need to play an almost perfect game offensively and they're going to need to play an almost perfect game defensively and then they've got to hope that Kansas City can help them out a little bit and and maybe make some mistakes whether those are mistakes the Dolphins force them into or whether they're mistakes Kansas City makes on their own that's the kind of thing that you're going to need to have happen in this game for the Dolphins to get the win but as I said at the very beginning this is something that we should enjoy so results aside unless the Dolphins get absolutely mopped you know like the Chiefs just mopped the floor with the Dolphins which is a possibility but I don't think that's going to happen unless that happens I think this is a time for us to go and enjoy the game on Sunday and embrace it and just enjoy having important December football to watch and cheer for it is a very exciting time to be a Miami Dolphin fan and then whatever happens after this game Let's quickly put it behind us and move on because regardless whether we whether we lose this game or we win this game we are still in control of our own destiny when it comes to the playoffs in the AFC because then you turn around you've got a game against New England and uh, you know, one of the responses that we got here uh, to the Twitter thing, and I, I was just thinking about this. If the Dolphins somehow win, Brian Meinhardt says we better not have a letdown the following week versus the Patriots. And quite frankly, you can't afford to have a letdown the following week against the Patriots, even if you lose this game. So you've got to be ready to come back. And you've got a Patriots team that just came off of a horrible, horrible performance on Thursday night football. So they're going to be trying to fire and they're going to be fired up and they're going to be doing everything. They're mathematically still alive. So they're going to be, you know, fighting and scrapping for the playoff spot as well. So let's go into this game on Sunday. Let's enjoy it. Whatever happens, let's enjoy that or forget that as soon as we can but then we got to turn the page because there are three more important games upcoming for the Dolphins but Brain any any last thoughts on this one before we uh, wrap her up here 
No, I'm just excited to see see where we match up. But like I like you were just mentioning, remember, it's not a one-game playoff right now. It's a four-game playoff. So regardless of what happens in this game, we got three more big games coming up. This is just the first of four. That's absolutely right. Be excited. Be fired up. Be jacked up. If the Dolphins win this game, absolutely go crazy. Call into work. Make some babies. You know, do what you got to do. But remember, there are still three more games after this that ultimately in the final standings at the end of the season are just as, if not more, important. There's an argument to be made that this game is the least important game on the remaining schedule that the Dolphins have. It's a hundred percent true. It's it's a hundred percent true because the because the the you got two divisional games exactly. with an opportunity to potentially win the division, and then the other game is against a team that you're competing against for a playoff spot. So absolutely, if there's a game to lose in this four, this is the one. That being said, we don't want to lose. You never want to no, lose. No, you never well, want to lose. You don't want to lose this game. So. Let's go at well, the, You don't want to lose this season. Losing was for last year. That's right. We're, we're done with the wanting to lose thing. That's a, that's in the past. Now we're moving forward right. and we are winning football games because the playoffs are in sight, folks. So when Sunday comes around, go out there, cheer for your Miami Dolphins. I am at Amplified to Rock. He is at Aaron the Brain. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. We are on Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins where you can give us a like. We are on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. Hi, YouTube. Make sure that you are following us on YouTube as well. So go to YouTube.com and do a search for Dolphins Talk, all one word, and you can follow us there. We will see you early next week with a recap of this game against the Chiefs. In the meantime, happy Hanukkah, everybody. We hope that you're enjoying the Festival of Lights. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got a